Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something stopping you from taking that next step in your life? Is there something blocking you from being happy? Well, then you should check out BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is an online service that will connect you with one of their professional personal counselors in under 48 hours. Their counselors are specialized in many areas, including stress, anxiety, anger, and depression. You'll be able to schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your counselor in a safe and private online environment. BetterHelp is also more affordable and and a more convenient option than the traditional in-person counseling. We here at the 2-on-1 Podcast want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash listener. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash listener. Lads, we're back. We're back. Oh. I'm off the IR. I'm off the IR. Uh, Alex is back. <laughs> You've been activated, Alex. I've been You're activated. Back. How are you feeling? Because you got your booster. I feel great. I feel boost. I feel boosted. Dow. Daniel, Sorry. when are you getting your booster, Sorry. Daniel? I'm supposed to get it on Christmas Eve. Good. I'm getting mine tomorrow. So oh. you and I will be recovering at the same time. We will. So, I wonder how Christmas is going to be like for us. Yeah, I hope. Well, I'm, I, my brother and I are the one who cooked the turkey, so I need to be in tip-top shape. Because well, my brother ends up working in the gravy for two hours and I'm doing everything else. But um, we'll see how that goes. But first off... Wait, no, open... first off. Okay. What are you holding? Well, it's the, interesting you say that, Daniel, because to open the show, it's the quiz. And as the champion, I have my master sword because I am here to defend my title. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know we were going to do that. I knew we were going to do the quiz. I didn't know I had to bring something. All right. I see you don't have a sword. I don't have a sword. I'm looking around my basement. You Um, do have. I know. I have. I'm trying to look for something around me. Like, what do I have? You know a thing or two about my basement. Yes. It is. There's lots of Lego there, thankfully, which I would trade my sword for, to be honest. The Pokemon Starfighters. So. So Daniel has has decided to come back with a second edition of the quiz, yes. which I'm very excited to hear. So how are we doing this, Daniel? How's it going to work? And how are we? What are the rules? All right. Well, the rules are basically the same as last time. Could you refresh okay. us? Yeah. Because I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So each question is based uh, is worth one point, but I have a lot of I have a few follow ups. So. You could end up getting two points out of one wow. question. That's okay. the most Daniel type thing. <laughs> type so you can get one point. You can also get two. I mean, but that's yeah, not for every question. Okay. Not okay. for every question. Um, okay. I am going to go back and forth between Leafs and Habs. And yeah. I picked all of this information out from what we mentioned last time for the range. So from 2014 to 2021. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. So um, are we answering via a chat or... I don't know. Did you guys, uh, last time you used a notebook. So what do you guys okay. want to do? Well, uh, um, we can do that. Do, I, do I have my notebook next I to could, me. I could just kind of go like, okay, who wants to answer first? And then I'm like, okay, Alex, do you know the answer? And then, or, and then I'll yeah, go to Adam or. But then if, what if we both have the answer and Alex goes first, but it's like, I knew the answer. We can always do a private message in the chat of zoom directly just to you. Okay. Sure. That's okay. Great too. So we let's can, I have that paper. Set up, so yeah, let's um, save paper. 
Yeah, I don't know where my paper or pencils are either. So, well, they're over there, but I'm gonna get up. I lost it's my. Funny, pen. it's gonna be for the listeners and the people viewing the video. It's gonna be like a two second pause of me just looking at the messenger. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll fill it. We'll figure it out. Yes, we will. Daniel, All right. Trust so, me, I have a sword. I ask you guys, who'd like to go first, the Habs or the Leafs? Uh, well, uh, I think since Adam won last time, it'd be it, it would be wrong to choose the Leafs. Okay. So let's go with the Habs. All right. Respect, okay? Oh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. He's also, Alex doesn't want to say the Leafs to upset me because I have a sword. I don't know if I've yeah, that's, that, that's I don't know if it can go through computer right. screens and stuff. Adam, you know would, you, are. Did you, would you like to go for the bonus complicated one the first time or just a, you know, a pretty <laughs> solid one? Let's just get, let's, let's get nuts. Let's go the complicated, silly All right. One. Question one. Okay. You guys ready? Sure. Sure. All right. Sure. Question so one. <laughs> the Habs haven't drafted many players from Quebec lately. Yeah. How many picks did they make from their home province from 2014 to 2021? Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. That is uh, from, sorry, from, from 2000, what? 14 14. to 2021. Oh my. Okay. So, Ooh, that is a, that's a toughie, Daniel. Are you going to give it to us if we're within like two? Um, within one. Within one? Oh, you're cheeky. Okay. Oh my God. I, okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. I can only think of one. But obviously, I know that there's there must be more than one. So I'll just throw a number out there. All right. I've also thrown a number out there. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. What, what's the answer? The answer is five. Alex oh got it right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, did not so know that. Who are they? Nicholas Waugh. Okay. Oh, that was a bonus question. If you can name all five. Okay. I know one. Let's just name five. Oh my god! The um, the, I'll okay. give you a hint for the bonus question, though. Sure. Okay. Um, three of them were in the recent draft in 2021. Of course. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. No, that's yeah. I think I know who one is. So do I. Okay. okay if you get three out of the five, I'll give like half a point. Uh, oh, okay. This no, is you're making it difficult no, to keep track of. That's the only name I know. Is- um, okay. Oh my god! Who's another one? I, I can't do they're the coup the Quebecers because they're oh okay wait hold on <laughs> I get that you are googling I so also thought he no was I'm not fight. okay no no okay I I can I I'm I sent three to Daniel I don't know if these are I that. sent one this is not my it's not my forte wait um this is interesting okay so Al, Adam you got two out of the three okay. Alex got one out of three. Awesome. So, awesome. Alex, who did you say? I said Joshua Wah. Okay. I said Wah. I said mm-hmm. Raphael Harvey Pinar, but I don't remember if he was drafted. And one, I think he played in the queue, and I'm guessing is wrong, is Riley Kitney. No, he was from BC. Okay, so, okay. Well, who are the other names then? Okay, the other ones are, so I'll go by the order from 2014 okay. to 2021. So, it yeah. is Simone Bork. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raphael Harvey Pinard. Yeah. Good. William Trudeau. Oh, yeah. He would have been Joshua Wa and yeah. Xavier Simone. Sure. Yes. That it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So no one uh, got it. All right. All we will, Quebec, we will so, go to the Leafs now. Wait, so, did Adam uh, did Adam get the question right? No, he only got two out of the three. Yeah. No, no, so, the first one, the original one. No, you no, got, I got seven. I said oh, seven. Okay, said seven. Okay, so it's okay, it's sure. one nothing Alex, right? Okay, yes. Okay. One nothing Alex. Wow. And there are 10 questions? I did 
No, I decided to go with nine. Okay. Interesting number. Yeah. So nothing. So like it's uneven, right? So yeah, that's yeah, smart. So we don't have a split. The drafting smart, smart. ones, Alex, is a, a clear advantage. My memory is that of a pumpkins. Okay. No. You ready for the Leafs one? Yeah. 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 Uh, Get ready. Go. One, actually, no. I, I was, when I did this one, I'm like, this one might be pretty easy. Okay. So two rookie defensemen debuted for the Leafs during the 2014-2015 season. Who are they? Two fourteen fifteen. Yeah, and they're rook. They were rookies. That was the year I got into hockey, and I didn't care about anyone okay. else. Okay, so two rookies made their debut in fourteen fifteen. Okay. This, the the right second down. one I think is wrong, but we're gonna go with it anyways. Um, I don't feel confident about my answer at all. Okay. Okay. You but guys ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, no. So Alex said Morgan Riley and Frank Corrado. Yeah. And Adam, you said Morgan Riley and Jake Gardner. Yeah. Uh, you guys are both wrong. Is okay. it not Morgan Riley? Did Morgan Riley not debut? No, he played the season before. How dare he? The correct answer. Yeah. Is. I'm going to hate myself after hearing Stuart this. Percy. Oh, that's a name. And Andrew McWilliam. Who is Andrew McWilliam? Sorry, sir, did you you started the question with uh, this one might be easy and then ended it with Andrew McWilliam? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> he was an NCAA guy. Like he played, like he made his debut like twenty five because did he play in the World Juniors? He did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's rough. That was a rough okay. one. Now, so uh, we're gonna have yeah, to move past that. I, I feel okay. bad. That's a blind <laughs> spot. That one was rough. You said fourteen, fifteen. I'm like, oh. Good I was like, man, I thought it was going to be like this season. I'm like, Sandy. Like, really good. All right. This one might be actually, I'm going to go to the Habs now. This one might be actually a bit easier. Okay. okay. So in the 2019-2020 season, three goalies backed up Carey Price. Who are they? Okay. 1920? Yes. Okay. I so this think- was the, co- the first COVID shortened season, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think I have an idea of who they all were. Um, There's so many. I just got to remember. I'm, I got to jog my memory of who. Okay, I don't think it was this guy. I'm going to take one name out. Okay, Daniel, I'm forgetting. I sent a message one second. I need who to Who the heck was the guy before? I don't think it's this guy, but I could be so wrong. I'm fairly sure it's not this lot. I think my last name is going to screw me here. The third name. I'm, I don't feel good about that. It's going to be someone obvious. It's just there's been so many backup. Okay. Um, Alex, you at me too. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Okay. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I, I don't remember. Oh, it, it hurts. I don't remember. Uh, See, whatever. I, ooh, I'll take okay. two. I'll take so, the two. So here's the thing. Daniel might be cheeky here because I think one of them only played like two games. So who are they? I think I know who two are at least. Okay, so Adam, your answer was Lindgren, Charlie Lindgren. Yeah. Kaden Primo, Anthony Emmy. Yeah. Alex, you just sent me Kaden Primo and Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, no, I took the L on that one. So you guys are right for two out of the three. Okay. So Anthony Emmy was not the goalie. He was the year before then. Yes, he was the year before. Yeah, he cost them a playoff spot. Yeah. Who was the goalie I'm forgetting then? It was. Keith Kincaid. Oh no, my god. Oh yeah, because he can oh. only do his funny emoji things. He was awful. Oh, Shoot. that's awful. God. That one's gonna hurt. That one hurts. That one does hurt. Because I, I I think we talked about Keith Kincaid. Oh boy, did we so yeah. much on this podcast. 
I'm okay, letting it slip it. through my fingers. Let's go to right. question that four. That hurts Question a lot. four. We are back at the Leafs. Okay. <laughs> it's also a goalie one. In 2016 to 2017, Freddie Anderson became the new number one goalie. Who were the three goalies who backed him up that season? I know. I know. 16, 17? Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, I'm going to butcher spelling one of these, by the way. Yeah, so am I. But I think, Daniel, you get the point. Yeah, I got it. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Just, yeah, okay, I, got, I got it. I got it. I think it, you saw the spelling for one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well, Alex, you okay. want to correct your go. answer? All right. So, Alex, you said Jonas Enroth, Garrett Sparks, and Curtis McElhinney. Adam said Jonas Enroth, they. Curtis McElhinney and Garrett Sparks. I think that's right. I think Sparks is wrong. All right. You want me to tell you the answer? Is it? No, is it Caskislow? No, is it Antoine Bebo? Yes, it is. But I don't know. Does this count? (laughs) Damn it. I knew it. I knew whatever. It's okay. I'll take the L. I'll take. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you guys were right. Two out of the three. It was Jonas Enroth. He only played like, what, two games? Not even. Babcock. Not even. And then Antoine Bebo had his debut. No, he played the year before, and then it was Curtis McElhinney throughout the rest yeah. of the season. That's awful. Wow, we are Adam, we're not doing great. We should have a point. <laughs> we're not doing great. What is this? Question four? Five. Question we're five. going to question five right now. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to do this another least one because it's a follow-up one. Okay. Yeah. Is it just one point? He has one point. Okay. So also that season, so 2016 to 2017, <laughs> the Leafs had five players who had over 60 points. Who are they? Had over 60 points. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so you said five? Yeah. Uh, over 60 points, eh? Okay. I may be wrong on one of these guys, but I'm fair over 60. Yeah. I don't think he would have. Okay. I'm not feeling good about that. I'm not feeling good about that. 16, 17. Okay. I'm not feeling good about that. I'm, I'm unsure on my second last name. I, I'm unsure of my last one. And my second last one, now that you say it. Okay. Alex, you said Matthews, Marner, Kadri, JVR, and Riley. Yeah. I forgot about Kadri. And. No, no, I forgot about Kadri. Alex, you said. No, Adam, you said JVR, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Riley. I forgot about Kadri. He's going to. I don't know if Nylander had 60 points in his first. I I think Alex is up 2 0 right now. Daniel? Yeah. Am I right? Um. Wait, let me see. Let me just make sure. How did I forget about freaking Kadri? Okay, so I, Adam, I you are... Yeah, you were wrong. You you put Riley. It was Kadri. So I also put Riley. You also put Riley, yeah. Wrong. It was so Nylander. The, so Nylander had 60 points in his Yeah, he had 61 he points. He did, man. I yeah, forgot so about that. So the correct answer is Austin Matthews, yeah. Mitch Marner, James Van Riemsdyk, Nazim Kadri, and William Nylander. I can't believe I forgot about Cash. You know what? I think I'm mixing up Riley's season. He was had the next one. a couple years after, or a year he after. He had like 70 points. Where he was, well, he was on the Norris ballot. 
I'm so okay. upset. Continue, Daniel. Let's go, Daniel. All right. So <laughs> we're back on the Habs. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe so in the 2014-2015 season, four Habs had 50 points or more. Oh, Who are they? Four? Yeah. Okay. Um. 14-15? Wow. Okay. This is embarrassing. Okay, let's try this. I'm trying to think who was decent that year. Hold on a minute. It made okay. I'm I caught myself there. Fifty points, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, fourteen, oh. fifteen. I'm confident. I'm I, the the second last one's making me doubt myself. But the, if all the other three were, mm, I might be unsure. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm I'm unsure on those four. But yeah. Okay. I know for sure so, so two of them should be good. The other two, I'm thinking, I'm concerned I'm thinking about. here. I, I, oh man, fourteen, fifteen. It's killing me. I only have two names. The only have I cared about that year was Carrie because he won everything. So this is gonna feel rough. Okay, I'm right. I may be um, mixing up this one guy. Weber, with I have guy. I have three names. Sorry. Okay, so I'll go first, Alex. Alex, <laughs> you went three uh, names. I'm not going. I'm not having a great thing, and I don't know if that's right either. All right, Alex, you put Brendan Gallagher, yeah, Max Domi, and PK Subban. So. Is it Domi? I think he had a really good year one year. I just didn't remember which one it was. <laughs> that was like 1920. No, and no. um, yeah, it was a while ago. Or 1819, one of those. It's like 1819, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, and Adam, you put Max Pacioretty, PK yeah. Subban, Alex Galchenyuk, and Andre Markov. I'm unsure Alex about Markov. Um, you guys are both incorrect. Awesome. The <laughs> answer really start. is PK Subban. Okay. Yeah. Max Pacioretty. Yeah. 60 points every Andre Markov. Yeah. And Parento? Legend of this podcast, Thomas Plakanich. Oh, my God. I was thinking- I was thinking about Thomas Blakanix. I'm so bad. I was thinking about Thomas Blakanix too. How did I forget about Blakanix? He was their first line center. My mom's going to throw me out the window when she hears this. Oh, I'm awful at this. I'm I'm so... So is this question number eight? We are on to question number... Yes, number eight. And we have one point. One point. Two of us. Yes. All right. This is a recent question. This is for the Leafs now. Okay. Recent, thank God. Recent. I can't wait to get it wrong. Prior to the season being halted to the due to the pandemic in 2019 to 2020, the Leafs had two players who appeared in all 70 games. Who are they? Oh, Daniel, how could you? All 70? Yeah. Because Montreal ended at 71 and then Toronto ended at 70. Daniel, how could you? How could you do that? I want to put Frederick Anderson, but I know that's not true. <laughs> it, oh it, it feels like it feels like it um or felt like it wrong. i'm gonna be wrong i'm gonna be so wrong i think one of them i'm confident in i, I feel one awful. second daniel i feel awful about this um this is the worst feeling i've ever felt in my life i i think this is right okay. and i might be confusing the years again Games. okay oh so, no 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 not the second one not the second one not the second okay one. okay this one okay all right, Alex, you put Mitch Marner yeah. and William Nylander. Yeah. And Adam put William Nylander and Morgan Riley. You guys are both incorrect. I think Riley, there was that weird stretch where there was just a bunch of D-men out. Yeah. The I correct think. answer is Austin Matthews, 
and Tyson Berry. The one season he stayed healthy. The one season Austin awesome Matthews stayed healthy, and I couldn't figure it out. And Tyson Berry, who Leafs fans purged from their memories. Forgot about. Yeah, so, I, I purged him from. So my this memory. is this is eight or nine. Sorry. This is this. That was eight. Oh my god! So, so we are win. done with Leaf questions. So I have to score in the matter. So what. we have one more Hab question, and oh, then okay. I have one more that's basically represents both teams. Okay. And the answer yeah. is Thomas Blaganitz for that one. Oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready for the Habs question? Yes. No. Okay. In the Jonathan Druand, Mikhail Sergachev trade, two conditional picks were exchanged, a future sixth to Tampa and a future second to Montreal. At the end of the deal, no picks were exchanged. What was the condition of the, oh, oh sorry. What was the condition of the picks in the trade? I'm not sure, but this just seems like it. I took this from one of our episodes, by the way, because I remember we talked about it, and then I got confused because I'm like, so, "Oh, who did the who did the Montreal? I mean, you, who did the Lightning get the, with that second? D- does it have to be the specific number or just the condition? Like um, points scored, it, games played, or whatever. What, what are you looking for? Well, <laughs> there's only one condition that you yeah. mentioned. In that, that that only applied to this deal. No, but do you want if it's games played, for example, does mm-hmm. do you want the number too? Um, I don't know. I already made it so difficult, right? So I should have just no, no specific number. Just like give me the condition. Okay, I, I think this is it. Okay, <laughs> so Adam put. Advancing into the playoffs and scoring two. Oh, that's good. And Alex put games played. Alex is correct. Oh my God. This is incredible. The condition this is of, incredible. The condition of the trade was that if Mikhail Sergachev plays 40 or less games, then the picks will be exchanged. It is incredible that I I, I got two points this um this quiz and neither of them were on leaf questions. Like that's, I've just, I'm proud of myself. I'm patting myself on the back. How many points one. is the last question worth? All right. I could do. No, no, don't, don't change no. it. What don't was, change it. What was, was it? it just one point? It was just one point. How could you? No gimmicks. <laughs> no gimmicks. I'm sorry. You've killed me. What's the question? I don't want to get swept. All right. <laughs> In the span of two years, between 2017 to 2019, this center played for the Leafs and the Habs, and he was also traded by them. Who was it? Read that one more time. In a span of two years, from 2017 to 2019, this center played for both the Leafs and the Habs, and he was also traded by both of them. Who was it? No, 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 not him. Uh, I'm going to go with him. I'm not sure if he's a center, though. I think I know his name, but I can't okay. remember it because I know. Oh, my God. I think I know who it is. Okay, I think It's a second was, one, Daniel. I Okay, so Alex has said it because I swear to God, he was he was the captain of the Laval Rocket. Oh, my God. What's his name? What's his name? Oh, no. I know it. Yeah, I screwed up. I can't even remember it. It's this. It's this one's Jacob Yerjebek. 
What's his name? What's his name? No! If it's him I'm thinking of, I can't remember his name! Oh, who is he? Um... No! No! I can't remember. Okay, Adam, <laughs> what are you gonna write? I know who it is. Oh, shoot. Um... Oh, Daniel, why do you hate me? Um... Um... I don't even know what it is. I know this isn't it, but I'm just going to put an answer anyway. Okay. I'm going to hear... Byron Phrase! I'll write it in the, in the chat. <laughs> I don't know if it was Byron Phrase, but... Alright. Okay, so... <laughs> this is kind of a weird one, because... You guys both said Byron Phrase, which is correct. Okay. But you also both said Kirby Reichel, so... I don't know. I'll just give. I never locked in my answer. You guys gave so what? <laughs> so what? You guys both get what? Half a point? Well, so it doesn't matter. Give him the point. I'll take, make it three work, Give him the point. It's two one. The thing is, okay, so Alex, you got it right, but then yeah, you totally then I take your second it. one. Exactly, exactly. So I got it wrong. But so, then Adam put Kirby Reichel first, and then Byron. Yeah, but first. he didn't lock his answer in. He didn't lock his answer in. Okay, so, I'll give so Adam wait. the point. Do you have so any questions on the side? Because you had 10, right? I did, but I decided to just go for nine. Alex, would you like to double or nothing? No, no, I'm taking the win. Okay. Well. I'm taking the win All right, and I'm so running. Wait, for fun, do you have that question? Hold on. I just want to pull out a hypothetical here. I want to see if he had kept that, what the result would be. Byron yeah. Phrase, that cheeky bastard. You re- Okay, let me... Look for because it was in my. I didn't put in the original. I like in the end, not the uh, the <laughs> official quiz page. Yeah. yeah. Let me look for it here. This is gonna be like Michael Massey changing the rules of the safety car. Yeah. If Daniel, if this, if we do this question, and you're Christian Horner saying I need a miracle, if, and if, I, and I'm refusing. If this, like, I want you to know right now, Daniel. If if we do a hypothetical, Alex gets this wrong, I get it right. And I lose via you, you changing the rules. I might quit the podcast. I might get this sword and come to Vaughn. As Daniel searches for it. Alex, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? I can't wait to talk that, about Spider-Man. Yeah. How does it feel that you're the new quiz champion? Feels awesome. It That's usually, good. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one, though. Yeah. I can't um, wait to absolutely get none of them right again. Yeah. We're going to have to review our... Uh, Review our draft classes, apparently. Oh, are we? No. Yeah. You know yeah. The last lead yeah. to Captain the World Junior team was? Uh, oh, yeah, I found it. I'm okay. not sure, but. Let's just let's play this out just okay. for, for to entertain me. All right. It's, okay. other, it's another Montreal question. Yeah, okay. fair enough. All right. So on June 24th, 2016. You hate me. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens traded Lars Eller to the Washington Capitals. Yeah. For a 2017 second round pick and a 2018 second round pick. Yes. Who were those two second round picks? I I genuinely have no idea, so I'm going to go with zero. Okay, so okay. give me a minute. Okay, so one is... Okay, hold on. Because I think I know who one is. Give me a minute. 
You can okay. say it out loud. I'm not submitting an answer. I joke. no, no, no. I have no, 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 no idea. We're doing this properly. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I really dug for these guys. <laughs> I hold on a minute. Okay. Okay. So, are you going to put an answer in, Alex? No, I'm not. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So that's one. And I think this is because this this one is very relevant. This specific player. Okay. okay, one at a time. Who was Daniel? You you say it to me, and then we won't even. And then I'll tell Alex as I go. So who was the, who was one of them, please? I, I have the trade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So please, so. who who were they? Yanni Aikinen. Yes. Yes. Then the second one is Jordan Harris. No, he was a third round pick. Oh. oh. It was Olivier Rodrigue. I would have lost anyway. Okay. No. I, I mean, wait. Well, hold on a minute. I would like to check this. Oh, you think they traded down? I have notes of this somewhere. Because okay. I this was part I of wonder, my thing. Hold I wonder on. if they traded down. Maybe. Because they, they did. did. Yeah. They did. They flipped it to Edmonton, and it became Jordan Harris. And the other one was Samuel Wood, who signed with Pittsburgh. Okay, so. I guess Adam did get questions. it. I would have been right as the trade tree. You would have I been right. screwed by the, the FIA. Trade, the trade tree. That's not how that works. That's not how it, it was, works. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how the other second that's rounder. Not how, yeah. They didn't make the second round. That's not, that's that's why that's why not the question. question. That's not the question. That's not the question. The question did is, Daniel? no, I didn't get it right, but that's oh, no, not the question. I just need to argue my case. So Daniel, did you know that the pick was flipped? Yeah, that's why, because I'm like, it's... That's why he picked it. That's so why I picked it. you did a trick question. I did. Yeah. A lot of them are trick questions. Where was the least trick question? All right, I, I have I'm one more. Oh, you know my God. I'm wow, you really sound like Total Wolf. You really a, sound like Total Wolf. Mikey, this isn't right. Oh Mikey, God. Daniel, you've actually... I've been done so dirty here. You've <laughs> off of the top of the seat of, 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 of the 2-on-1 podcast championship. I feel wronged. I was right. I don't care what anyone says. This should be a tie. Okay, Alex, what do you think of Spider Man? Oh, we're gonna go uh, right to Spider Man. We're gonna go right to Spider Man. Yeah, um, okay, we're gonna. I guess I gotta put spoilers. Uh, I have another trick question. If you want me, I, it was for no, Alex. the quiz is over. The quiz, quiz is over. You've I, destroyed I the integrity hear. of the quiz. No, you <laughs> haven't, Daniel. You haven't. You haven't. So, so Alex, you and what's, we're gonna talk about hockey after this, obviously. So, Alex, you've not seen Spider Man just once with us. You then went and saw it again with a friend. Yeah, I went to go watch it again last night, which I, I mean, I guess the the um, surprise element wasn't there, but it was still quite an emotional movie. I mean, you guys made a lot of good points uh, last episode, um, but just overall, I'm it was for me, it was really good because not only did they bring in the idea that of like there's the good Spider-Man and not that there's a bad Spider-Man, but the dark side of Spider-Man, which for me, not a lot of movies do anymore. They don't explore it the same way that they necessarily used to. And I think for them to... Before you keep going, I just realized, just in case, when you, if you keep going, uh, a yeah. potential spoiler alert for the movie? Probably. Oh, yeah. no, I, I... Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, it's... if you Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and the movie already hasn't been spoiled for you, I'd be genuinely amazed. Because anytime I'm on TikTok, it, every other every other TikTok is about Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but... 
I think they did a really good job at putting Peter Parker through a legitimately brutal situation. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think from the first two, like I think with Andrew and Toby, they got that kind of early on, mm-hmm. but with Tom Holland, they very much left it to the third movie. Like, or, or you can make the argument they put it at the end of Endgame, which again is still two full move Spider-Man movies before, or well, I guess one in Civil War. It was whatever. It's complicated, but it, it took them a while for him to go through something truly tragic. Either way, mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Can I just say there's a couple bad things? Or not bad things, just things that people have been saying. Drawbacks. They're not even drawbacks of the movie, drawbacks of the fan reaction. Um, I liked William Defoe's William Defoe's um, performance in the movie. Yeah, but I, I'm nowhere close to comparing it to Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Are people doing? Are people doing that? Yeah, and I. I think I just, I can't, I can't even come close to that. Uh, my like, sorry. I just, I can't. Um, the second thing I'm a, I was a huge fan of uh, Marvel and Sony bringing back Andrew and Toby. Not that I don't want them to do it again, but I see a lot of people talking about this continuation of having these three Spider-Mans. I I wouldn't necessarily be a fan of that. I think that's a hot. I don't know if that's a hot take. I just think you're gonna make it so much more confusing than you have than it has to be. And I've already had a couple people say to me that Marvel's putting out so much content already for them to now have three Spider Mans would just make it a little more confusing. If you want to do the multiverse thing, similar to how you know they bring together everyone in the Avengers. Or in like Endgame, where they literally brought everyone back. You want to do it like that? That's fine. But I don't know if it's necessarily beneficial to have them come up so often. Because I think you lose the nostalgia effect. I think a lot of that movie was very much nostalgic. Bringing back Doc Ock. Bringing back Green Goblin. Was nostalgia. And I think if you do it repeatedly over and over and over again, you kind of lose that effect. Same with like retro jerseys when they bring them back, unless they're actually really good jerseys. It's cool to see them. It's cool to see the St. Pat's jerseys once a year, but I don't know if I necessarily want them to wear it 10 times or I don't know, 82 times a year. How many um, Toronto arena jerseys do you really need? I don't know. Yeah. You were (laughs) muted there. Basically, you do not want the Amazing Spider-Man three like for some other people. Oh, I saw no, that no, no. Too, yeah, I, I'm saying you want you want to do Amazing Spider-Man three to finish that trilogy off, or if Sony wants to do their own Spider-Man thing, but to 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 combine it into the MCU, I just think it, it it's kind not run its course, but it's its own thing. Don't try adding adding all these things into something that's successful. Mm-hmm. Not that Andrew Spider-Man wasn't successful. There was other stuff going on there. I think that's a big thing too. We mentioned last week and you brought it up again, Alex, is the love of the movies because everybody had their own Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But that's what you go for with this. I think that, and you know, this could be purely my opinion, but you go in knowing that 
it is your Spider-Man because of the particular era that it's entrenched in and when you first watched it. And mm-hmm. I think that it will lose that semblance or will lose that importance if you just keep running with it. Listen, I haven't seen Miles Morales. I don't know if I ever will. You should. Um, I'm not going to watch this Amazing Spider-Man 3 if they ever made it. I haven't even seen Venom 2. I'm the not Venom even gonna, the Venoming, I, I I like Carnage, but like I'm not gonna watch it. Um, but it was hey, listen, it was just a good movie. It wasn't a D, like some people for some for some reason were saying. But yeah, Will again. Like speaking of Will Defoe, he's become such a meme the last few days. Like I keep seeing all these. Like since we did that episode, all of a sudden you love that sort of data stuff. My Twitter timeline's just been full of Spider-Man memes. Um, so it's just been like, oh, here's Willem Dafoe, here's this, here's that. Uh, we don't have to, to Scooby-Doo this bleep. I saw something earlier today. Yes. I'm not over the quiz. I'm never going to get over the quiz. Uh, Are you going to retire from wanna... the podcast, though? I may have to take a leap of absence. All right, I got to right. make up. A... We got to have another segment a bit uh, earlier than I took between the two. Okay. Yeah, what was that, like half a year? That was half a year, yeah. Oh my God! We, the sword next time. we might we might have to do a little more often. I don't know why. You know, I'll, okay. So, if the games keep getting postponed like yeah. this, I will choose into the Spider Verse for a bizarre adventure. You know, Just to what? force him to watch it. Yes. How long is it? It's less than two hours. You'll be oh, we watched. It's actually a no really way home. Good, was, genuinely, yeah, it's good really movie. good. Yeah, like, but No Way Home could have been like fifteen minutes less. It'll still be over two hours. Yeah, no, it was but still it, over two hours. I, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying it could have been 15 minutes less. I'm okay. just, you know, it's it's a good movie. I'm just saying, like, you know, bit of I don't care about MIT. Just bit a bit of clip in there. Just get to Spider Man versus Doctor Strange. Anyway, um, yeah. So Daniel mentioned the yeah. There's no hockey on right now. Uh, if you didn't know, Tampa did play against Vegas last night. That was pretty fun. But um, for now, the games, the season, it's paused. As a result, obviously, Ontario, well, not as a result of the league, but the league is sort of overshadowing somewhat. Quebec's basically in a state of emergency now. Um, Ontario is numbers are going up and all that. Um, but, you know, the government sucks. Only a thousand, what was it? Only a thousand of these tests at Union Station, was it? Oh, my goodness. Mm, uh, oh, wow. It was, awesome. it was something around there. It was just clearly not enough. But. So they're stopping until the 27th, right? Is that what the plan is? I, I think read? it was, yeah. So yeah. they essentially just... Because I saw a lot of people complain about how... Uh, whatever. Like, just they're complaining about how the league has, quote-unquote, shut down, even though they weren't planning on playing games the 24th, 25th, or 26th. So they've essentially shut down for an extra two days. What they've right. done is there's no chance of players being stuck in Canada if you're not a Canadian team for Christmas, which I don't hate. I uh, want yeah, my yeah. family around, so. But it was. Uh, did, did you guys read Thirty Two Thoughts? Not yet. But so I, uh, you oh everyone. Congrats by the it. way. Oh, because they were like the number one. Yes. Uh, Saw that from Emil Delich. Yeah, number congrats one to him. playing. I don't know exactly what it was, but anyway, like in the blog. There's this story about this WHL guy who was playing for Providence and sort of how they get him across the board. I won't say too much about it. People go read it. It's a really, really cool little story. Um, what's not a cool story on top of all of this, and this isn't as heartbreaking as losing the quiz via technicality, 
and you know, cutting it, cut content. How dare you? Um, the Olympics aren't happening. It's official. Um, I thought they made it official a few days ago, but that actually happened today. So very like realistically, the next time the NHL go to the Olympics or tentatively should be going to the Olympics, you can very realistically see there will be no Sidney Crosby, no Steven Stamkos, McKay, uh, McDavid will be like 28, uh, no Carey Price, probably no Alex Petrangelo. It's really sad. Don no Tavares. Ovechkin. Well, I don't know. Don Tavares. Yeah, Tavares. Like yeah, I don't. No. No, no. I don't think so. So it's tough, but it was almost an inevitability at this point. Can I be honest for like for a second? I, I wasn't a fan of how this all came out. What do you mean? It, it, it was very, it was very, and, and maybe I'm I'm looking at it the wrong way, but it was very. It, it looked to me that it was the league's decision, even though we know both sides did not. At, at this point, there wasn't a, I there was an agreement that both sides did not want to go. I think mm-hmm. Friedman brought it up on Monday's podcast how there was this kind of reluctance from the PA to uh, to kind of back off because they pushed so hard when they were doing the MOU. And I read, and I read the, I read both statements that the PA and the NHL sent out. And to me, it was like, well, you know, we're not going to go to the Olympics because uh, you know, we've passed that threshold of games of games postponing, you know, we got to do this during the Olympics. Like, how about you say, we don't want to send our guys to China because a lot of them aren't really a fans of the restrictions, along with the fact that uh, the Canada and the U.S. are dealing with their own COVID situation. They didn't have the, the league and the PA did not have to reel it out like this. They made that choice. And I, I just I don't think it was done the right way, in my opinion. I think this could have been done in a, a way that there could have been a lot of really good PR for this league. And they chose to go the same route that the NBA is going and saying, well, there's no logic to pausing the season. Well, because you're not losing money. Like people are still paying top dollar to go see your teams play. Despite so many stars being out like last week, uh, Daniel, uh, you confirmed this for me, but the Raptors played the warriors and there was a list of guys out because of COVID protocol. So like Isn't their uh, their game today tonight got postponed. Yeah, it got postponed, and they're they're stranded in Chicago. Oh, right. for, for like for the next few days. I think so. Oh no, that well, Adam Silver plus has very much been like it's not going to solve anything to pause, which is you know fair point, but that really sucks because mm-hmm. oh yeah because they can't cross the border, right? Oh, that's so rough. I feel so bad for them. There's you know, some, man, especially not even just missing Christmas, but they they've been away for that. This is probably the second trade Christmas they would have missed in Toronto, right? Because they were obviously uh, in the states last year. Well, I mean, like half the team were already on protocol, so they're they're still in Toronto. Still, that's yeah, but that's still yeah. half of a team's worth of families that are gonna have you know yeah. dad or mom, depending on like equipment staff and that too, that are gonna be yeah. there. That's really rough. A big point you brought there, Alex, is I agreed that in the statement, there was too much of an emphasis on we must have the 82 game season like it is a necessity. Yeah. And yeah, I know that's really important, but there are so many other factors in it as well that they could have mentioned there. And to that point where I said that, yeah, the Raptors still played the Golden State Warriors on Saturday, 
Um, I believe, um, shout out Liban Osman from the Toronto Star, former eye-opener sports editor. Great guy. Um, he showed the ticket prices for that game. And even at half capacity, even during a snowstorm, even the Omnicrom scare, um, tickets were still like starting at $300, $350. That's a lot of money. And people are still going though, right? And yeah, like that's why all these games are being played. Like, obviously, there's a threshold to postpone a game because you know a hockey team needs a certain amount of players, um, a basketball team needs a certain amount of players. But if there's enough guys, even if they're quote unquote replacement level guys, these leagues will still go on. They're just not saying that because that's not a good look for the league to say, well, we don't really care that replacement levels, replacement level guys are half your roster. Um, as long as you're paying top dollar to see our franchise, our great teams play, there's absolutely no reason for us to shut down. I just, it, I, 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 not that they're ever going to do it, but like, Let's cut the crap. Like that's don't don't give me the well. There's no logic in doing this and that. No, like let's be real. Let's be real. I haven't liked that for the past week. Every headline and every sort of podcast has been no, we're kind of the same here. Has been the Olympics are in jeopardy. It's like we've known that for like three weeks. Please stop it. What about I the idea? Myself already. To I already knew it weeks ago. I already prepared myself. Yeah, well, it was once teams started shutting down, you thought, ah, but I think since December started, it's just kind of been, like, there were warning signs in, like, November when there were e-bugs left and right in the league, but there was some sort of hope, and then Omicron is just sort of a pin, it's like you get a needle against a blue pop, and everything's changed, and everything's a mess, and everyone's kind of scared. So, best on best tournaments. Okay, I, I know a lot of people are, and I had a brief conversation with Will Baldwin about this. Uh, about best-on-best competition. If the league were smart, they could probably use that three-week window where the Olympic break was going to be to do a sort of World Cup of hockey. Uh, Or you could do one annually and probably do it without parity, a.k.a. let's not do Team Sum of Europe. Because, obviously, the struggle right now is there could just be a long break because some arenas, for example, are booked. I think the Bell Center has, like, four concerts. There's, like, Imagine Dragons. There's a Billie Eilish in there. But I, I would be, I don't believe that there are not two arenas that you could sort of book. So by the way, do you guys, and the conversation I, having, I was having with Will was about like marketing and that, right? Like how awful the league are at it. <laughs> did you guys before 32 Thoughts mentioned it recently, did you remember there was a Winter Classic game coming up? Because I did it. No. Was it again? But where is it's it? It's like Minnesota and someone. Oh yes, the jerseys. You're talking about the jerseys. Uh, yeah. I'm re- I, I have not seen it. But again, like those are local events, right? Like the Winter Classic, same with the All-Star Game. It's a local event. So I'd be curious to see if they're actually doing it, doing their service in Minnesota. It's in, it's in Minnesota yeah. or it's in St. Louis. You know what? Okay, there's one thing I'd like to say. I, I enjoy the outdoor classics, right? Yeah. But I never understand how they pick the matchups for these teams. Like remember it was the yeah. Leafs and Capitals? Well, we all, we, all, we all know why Chicago isn't in the yeah. winter classic this year like or else they would be they've been in how many mm-hmm. um but i don't know i wish i knew how they picked a matchup i don't or, know like they're doing buffalo and toronto in hamilton yeah. they have for mind-boggling reasons they haven't done toronto and montreal which i'm sure would sell out 
quicker than anything ever. And they haven't done Toronto and Ottawa, which like, I think there's people in Ottawa who would drive to wherever to watch their, watch it to their team play outside. That's a good point. Cause like, I remember for the first outdoor game, I, I, I recall, I don't know if it was the very first one, but I remember it was Montreal at Edmonton and it was a fun game. That was when um, was Jose the Theater one, put the yeah. toque on the mask. The heritage pretty... classic. Yes. Yes. That one. And I, I thought that was cool at the time. I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's two Canadian teams, but I was thinking I'm like, wait, why is it not like Calgary and Edmonton or Toronto and Montreal? Hold on a minute. Okay. Because no, I you're right. You're right. Damn. Actually, um, hockey heritage, November twenty second, two thousand three. Oh, you got it. Yeah, for those of you not watching and only on the audio, it's I think it's Theodore. It is Theodore, and yes. it's his mask, and he does have the toque. I've been meaning to hang this for a while. Um, My boy. Yeah. You could match because I have the Julie uh, Theodore uh, poster. Good. Um, and I, I think it's at the, um, uh, it's at Target Fields, or is it there? Or is that the place where the Twins play? Anyway, apparently it is. Uh, it's where the Tims play, like the Twins play. It's their stadium. Apparently the ice has been laid down. And that's why they don't want it. And it, it's money. Like even if it's a local thing, I want to watch outdoor games. There's a spectacle. You know how funny it was watching the outdoor game when Corey Perry got thrown out. <laughs> Miss you, by the way. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, let me know. It was kind of like when McDavid and, and Crosby played a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know until, like, day of. It's like, what? These are the, this is the future and, and the past of, of Hockey Kid. Like, yeah. ah, like, a side note I wanted to mention quickly about Hockey Kid. Remember a few months ago when I said it's not McDavid's league until he wins an Olympic gold? Like, mm-hmm. he won't take it from Crosby, right? Right. Did you guys see how they named the World Junior Captain, like, leadership group? It was Sidney Crosby. They got the, the video of Sidney Crosby to announce it. Hockey Canada got Sidney Crosby to do it. Just Which is surprising to me because I'm like, he was never, like, I know he's captain of the Olympic team, but he was never captain of a world junior team. But he was, who was, wait, who who was, was captain the year they went then? Like his, um, his, oh, for Crosby? Because yeah. when he won, that was 2005. So yeah. um, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. Mike Richards was the captain. Mike Richards. Yeah. Was he a returning member of the He was team? a returning guy. So like the assistance was like Bergeron and I think Phaneuf. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he even give Sid a letter? Well, no, I got like, a question. He was like, sounds like team 17 at the time, yeah. Yeah, I mean but hey, I'm sure he'd be like, Yeah, cool, one goal and it was he was the captain in twenty ten, was he not? No, it was Scott Niedemeyer. For the Olympic team? Yeah. Yeah, it was Scott Niedemeyer. Crosby was an assistant. Why? They had three assistants that year. So it was Chris Pronger, Drew McGinley, and Sidney Crosby. Why? I don't know why. What do you mean why? Why would you do that? I was happy when he was captain. Because it's Hockey Canada. They don't really care. That's so stupid. Wait, let me just check. I may have been wrong about Chris Pronger. Oh, let me check. He muted himself for a second. Well, no, I was just thinking, like, was he captain when he scored the golden goal? Because imagine how cool that would have been, but... Okay. Uh, well, while well, Daniel checks that, I think we're anything else in the Olympics, or are we good? I mean, the Olympics are still happening. I guess like we should still watch it because Canada always does quite well in the winter. Uh, actually, they did quite well in the summer this year too. Yeah, they were. But, yeah, like Penny in that, especially were. Yeah, but out. again, like I've seen a few people say it that 
still people going to the Olympics for Canada. So yeah, it's like it's even going to be fun. They won what gold in Pyeongchang? I mean, um, they won bronze in Pyeongchang. They won bronze, they, yeah. So they, they lost they to Germany. Still, they still medal, which is like I think kind of like because we're Canadian hockey fans, you expect the gold. Like World Junior is a bit different, but like any medal at the Olympics is like amazing. <laughs> so yeah. and especially if they can medal and they don't have Sidney Crosby in the team, you're kind of like have a bit of respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd like to um, confirm. So I was correct. So captain was Scott Niedermeyer, oh, and his ass- his assistants were Chris Pronger, Jerome McGinley, and Sidney Crosby. And that's why Sid was. Oh, that's why in that article I saw today, Sid was like, "I want to be the McDavid." What Niedermeyer was to him, I think. Uh, that's still wrong. I mean, they won, so who cares? But- can I can I just tell you a funny fact that I just I I forgot about this one. That Lars Eller's trait. Yeah, go ahead. So I this was the wrong. reserve team in case of injury during the tournament. Okay. Jay Bolmeister. What? He was on reserve? Leafs legend. Okay. Stefan Robida. I forgot he used to be really good. And forwards Jeff Carter, Steven Stamkos, and Martin St. Louis. I yeah. will forever feel bad for Steven Stamkos. So, okay, 2014 is when he broke his leg, right? Yeah, he broke it like right before, and then he tried to heal before the tournament, and, and then just, they're like, so "You're not, you're done." He doesn't even have a medal because he wouldn't have made the team, even right? No, because Martin Saint Louis replaced him. Oh, that's so bad. That been with um Jeff Carter. Remember, he they flew him to Vancouver, and so, then they're like, "Oh wait, Ryan Getzloff's actually healthy. So was, it's okay." Was 2014 the year? Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here. I just want to get this right because it's always mm-hmm. I always forget about this. Was 2014 the year where initially Marty was left off and he requested the trade, or am I thinking another Olympics? Yep, that was the Olympics, 2014. So he still made it, but it damaged the relationship nonetheless. Like, he didn't so, make the initial roster, and then which is that, dam- yeah, that damaged it, and then, you know, you know Hockey Cat, they try to balance out the, the bottom six. They always try to do that, or the chemistry. Which is dumb. They try and, to make um, an NHL roster when they don't have see, to. Yeah, I was I was ready to come on this show if Bennington made Canada over Carey Price, and I was getting ready to rip because Darmok Dog Armstrong would have done it. Right, I was this ready is, for it. This is an opinion I have. Like, if we're gonna go back to 2010, yeah, like as you know, when I was growing up, like I didn't mind because I mean, also Ducks, I was yeah. the Ducks captain, but Scotty Demar was the captain. But you know why they did that? Why? Uh, because remember 1998? I wasn't born. Okay, but Steve Eiserman, Steve Eiserman, Wayne Gretzky were both on the team, and Joe Sackick. Pretty good. And they named Eric Lindros the captain. Which is, and I bet he didn't play because he probably had a concussion. No, he played, he played. But, you know, and Mark Messi was left off the team. <laughs> you tell this. That's a lot. I remember, yeah. And then 2002, they're like, we're not repeating this again. So they went with, even though he didn't play like most of the season prior to the Olympics, Marilou Mew was named captain right away. And that makes sense because it's Mario Lemieux. Yeah. And then prior to 2010, and this is just something I read was, um, and I believe this was from TSN, was that Joe Sackick was given a spot anyways for the Olympic team. And then he was probably going to be captain. Yeah. But he decided to retire after the 2009 season. So that's why Scott Niedermeyer became captain. He probably should not have been on the team anyway, by the way, because he was old. <laughs> do you, do you know what? I, he, sorry, go ahead. He's still, he's still like a point per game guy like the year before, I think. Do you know what I think about sometimes? If like 
Hockey Canada was run by guys who like weren't all friends if they would actually build a really good team. Like because it's kind of assumed that it's going to be a good team considering the depth of the pool. But like sometimes I look back and I'm like really <laughs> like these are the decisions you made at the time. Kunitz is the big one. It's like how why is Chris Kunitz on this roster? Patrick Sharp. Yeah, and again, like how, like the year after Pete, or was it like right after PK won the Norris, he wasn't even like starting six, and you're like, you know Whoa. why? Because of my Pep Cock. <laughs> he exactly. wanted the left right balance, like yeah, and he's awful. I think this one's this is when Brent Seabrook was really good, right? I loved Brent Seabrook, and he was left off the team for Dan Hamhuis because yeah. Babcock needed a left hand shot, which is dumb. Well, well, yeah, yes, yes, but I'm, I, I meant more. Of like the guys above Babcock, like it's just go. Come on, like it's yeah. all they're all friends. Like they're all friends, and it's kind of ridiculous. I just but have yeah, one one more funny story about my Babcock. Daniel. Unless his name is Ron Hainsey, okay, then he can play on the right. In Please make it quick. We're going long. Yeah, yeah. In 2010, as much as I love Marty Broder, he almost lost to Switzerland. And Mike Babcock's like, yeah, I think that, you know, he was in a more competitive game and he really showed what he can do in the high pressure situations. I'm going to put Marty against the United States. And they lost 5-3 really badly. But, you know, it's funny when you talk about, like, they know each other and, you know, the well, old Martin, boys club. Martin Broder is just a funny goalie in general. <laughs> anyway, we shall continue. All right. World Juniors. That's coming up. I think, is it tomorrow or all the exhibition games? Yes, against Russia. I am excited to watch that. What time is that? What time is it on? I think it's it's going to be, what, five? I'm asking, I'll believe that. See, what's really good about, this is one of the best feelings about when you watch a really bad hockey team. is like, ah, the World Juniors, and you can watch the young kids. Um, because if you're a Habs fan, you have a few guys to look forward to, a.k.a. captain the Czech team officially as of today. Uh, Jan Mishak and Captain Canada, King Gooley. Let's go. Congrats, Adam. Yeah, can't wait. I'll be rooting for him this year. Let's go. Um, and some of the other sort of names to be out there. Uh, Connor Bedard making it as a 16-year-old, which only a handful of players have ever done. You may have heard of Sidney Crosby before. Is he uh, going to play, though? He's um listed as the 13th forward right now. So he'll he'll finish oh. fourth line left wing, and then he will be the captain first line next year. But you know, no, no, he won't. He won't. He has to. He has to move his way up there. So it's going to be his third time around where he's going to be first line captain. It's it's ridiculous. This is according to um, Mark Masters. Um, he tweeted about an hour ago, and the one thing I'm surprised about with his team is that Shane Wright. It hasn't been drafted yet, but he's still listed as the first line center. I mean, well, I, he he is he, he was given exceptional status for a reason. But mm. just quickly, some of the other notable names you obviously mentioned: Shane Wright, uh, supposed to go first overall this year. Let's go! Can't wait to be a hab. Um, Cole Perfetti, Jake Neighbors, uh, Mason McTavish, uh, Dylan Gunther, amongst others that are on the team. Guys, each of you, just give me a name you're looking out for before uh, we keep just doing a bit of a deep dive here on the World Juniors because it's the only hockey we have right now. And Daniel, going to start with you here because you are our resident World Junior expert. All right. So I am excited and no Ducks bias here, but I am excited by Olin Zellweger. Mm -hmm. 
second round pick. He was viewed as a first round pick type of talent. And he is listed right now on the top pairing as the right hand shot for Owen Power. I forgot that Owen Power's on the team. Uh, for those of you who don't remember him, the first overall pick last year, pretty decent. Alex, how about you? Uh, does it have to be Canadian guy? Yeah, Cooper, talk oh. about Canada. Oh, you're okay. going to talk about Topi? I no. was, but that's fine. Um, I, you know yeah. what? I've always been a fan of Mason, Mason McTavish. I, I really, sh- I, I really like that the Ducks got him th- uh, third overall this overall. year. I thought it was a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of a stretch, but I was a big fan of him. Obviously, I when Nick Robertson and Simeon Darragachins were playing with the Pete's, um, so I got, I watched a little bit of them, and I, I really liked just the way Mason McTavish played. Did you guys see, by the way, that um, the Hurricanes, I think, have the most prospects of the tournament? There are 10, mm-hmm. by the way. Obviously, McTavish, Anaheim guy, but I just, I just, I was looking through some of the drafted guys here, and I just, that just kind of hit me. I'm like, wow, they are doing incredibly well. Obviously, beside Caden Gooley, because he's my guy, um, Owen Power, it's like, I don't get to watch a lot of NCAA stuff, but. Whenever you get to see a first overall pick go back, which I can't remember the last time that's ever happened. Um, Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. When was he drafted again? 2009? 2006. 2000, 2006? Yeah. So a long time ago. I'm always interested to sort of see that. Also, like, you've got a lot. I don't know. Normally they get some returning players, but I don't know if there's been as much as these guys. I could be wrong here, but... Obviously, Perfetti played a few great games. McTavish, obviously. Um, and also, I like to see how Dylan Gunther's going to play. Just so he can, if he's lights out, he can be like, hey, Vancouver, that's a pretty good player, isn't it? And Arizona's like, yeah, woo. It's really nice. The goaltenders are a big question, though, Daniel. Who's the starter here? So, I don't know, because usually when Team Canada has a first-round pick goalie, he's never really, it's weird. They never actually start as the starting guy. So Dylan Garon might get it because he came back from last year, even though he played one game. Mm-hmm. I think Sebastian Kos is like, he's considered like the generational type of goalie for Canada that, you know, you're going to give him the minutes. Okay. Okay. What is that? I swear, is this the third straight year where it's like, it's the next Carey Price and Andre Vasilevsky? Because I'm not, no. Yeah, and that's obviously that the guy who year. Detroit drafted, who mm-hmm. they desperately need, by the way, because their goaltending still kind of question. But it's it's a crazy year. I I tweeted about it that this is the first time since 2004, 2006 that you see multiple first round pick goalies in the tournament. Yeah, and I think it's really the first time in quite a while that Canada has a first round pick goalie. Like the names that, and these are not in order, but you know, there's Devin Dubnik's, who was a backup goalie to. Um, our friend of the show, Justin Pogi, or we have um, <clears throat> Chet Picard, who I think, yeah, he was the backup goalie. Him and um, Leland Irving, they were the backup goalies with Carey Price. But it's it's interesting to see how that's going to go because I know that you're not going to go by the draft status, but it's just so conventional to me that if you have a guy that was even like a top 15 pick, you give him the minutes, like Spencer Knight, was given the minutes. Well, well, I can't think of a a better World Junior performance the past couple of years by a goaltender, by the way. Just wanted to remind you, Daniel, of how great Spencer Knight is. Do you know who... You bring that up. You bring that up. I saw it the other day. I did not realize he was still eligible. Uh, Do you know who is playing for Russia this year? 
Is it the Scarov? It is. He's back. So, last one. Remember when he was it? Who eliminated them again? Was it the? Well, was it the? Who eliminated the Russians last year? Because I remember, and people I think were talking about that he was going to come back. You've jogged my memory here. And after they were eliminated, Skarov went to center ice, and he just stared down the other team who had just eliminated him. And obviously, last year, famously, Ray Ferraro was like a disappointed father with the Skarov. And remember, he didn't have a good tournament. He kept dropping his stick, and you're like, does this guy know how to goaltend? And he had just gone like ninth overall to Nashville. 11th. 11th? Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, it's fine. I think the big problem, and I think Ray Ferraro said it as well, is – it's a guy that he doesn't, and it's saying like he doesn't realize how big he is. Yeah. But he wants to play like a Dominic Hasek. <laughs> like a fish? Yeah. Like Hasek, he moves around if you a tell lot. Me, I want to play like Dominic Hasek. I'm like, okay, so you don't want any technique. You're just going to be a fish. Okay, more of like a. <laughs> you're just going to around. Prime. What? Mark Andre Fleury in his prime. I mean, you have some respect for Dominic Hasek. No, I'm, I know, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm comparing like because like Flurry was able to kind of combine like the butterfly, but he had like the highlight reel, like glove saves. And he still has the gills of a fish. He was flexible. Yes. But um, overall, what I talk about this team is, and I think it's a lot more balanced than last. Like we talk about the Olympics and not taking you know best player. Sometimes with the real juniors, that's what they did last year, and it kind of burned them. In a mm-hmm. way, it's the way it kind of burned them in 2016 where they literally took every CHL captain with them and they got eliminated in like the quarter in like the quarterfinals. And with this team, I'm finding it a bit more balanced. Like you have, you know, an old Zellweger, you have a Carson Lambos, you have a Ryan O'Rourke, you have these traditional, you know, traditional of this generation, like defensive, defensive guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a bit more of like the rough and tough kind of guys. Like you have Riley Grigg there. You have um, Justin, I believe it's George, George, Justin Skordoff. Skordoff? I'm not going to question. I have to ask Alex Baumgartner about the pronunciation <laughs> for that. But you have a lot of these guys who are a bit more of, you know, not the traditional grinder, but the guys that know how to play the bottom six. Um, for me, it's a great team. You know, Canada's always a great team. But the biggest thing I'm going to have with them right now is their defense is really inexperienced. They only have Caden Gooley coming back. See, and that's like the returning player thing is, I think, what's going against the States this year. Because if you think last year, you know, they have, I don't know if Arfa Kaliev is coming back this year. I don't think he, am I wrong on that? But, you know, he was on their top line. Zgrass famously had one of the best torns we've ever seen. And now he's lining up in the NHL. Caulfield's obviously not there. Spencer Knight is not there. So if anything, like, even if, like, at least Canada still have the massive firepower and some, like, damn, some guys that made NHL teams, the States are a big question. Before we keep going there, though, Daniel, Oliver Kapanen also made the team Montreal prospect, and why would, that's for Finland. And while we're talking about Finland, Alex, go ahead and tell us about Topi Nimala. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him last year. I think he won... Best defenseman of the tournament last year, and he in in the World Juniors. So again, we're looking, or Leaf fans are looking for him to take another step so far this year. And I don't remember what team he plays for, but he's been doing well for them this year. But again, like this is all 
preamble until he comes over and does whatever he does here. I just hope it translates into and to the NHL, but I'm excited to watch him play. As a 19-year-old for Carpat in the Liga, 24 points, 31 games played. Last year in 15 games, four assists, that's it. So, you know, and again, those Scandinavian leagues, seeing a young player like that is pretty decent and yeah they i wasn't like the leafs had a few really good defensemen come out of there i want to say that the year it was like the best defense in the tournament were like romanov and sandine romanov off in montreal but um sandine was up there nimala this year will probably be like right up there but like finland are just like i want to say yeah finland but every year finland they're like we're gonna come in here and we're gonna make life a little difficult for you because we're defense yeah their defense yeah, is their strength this team. year. The only thing is, um, the concern is what I've been reading in a lot of previews, especially from TSN, is their center depth. It's not really the best, mm-hmm. but that leads me to the next point that I want to hear more on. Alex is Ronnie Hervonen. What do you want to know about him? Again, like this is a guy. Yeah. From what I've read about him, in terms of what he's going to be in the NHL, is is nothing fantastic he's probably a guy who can fill out in the bottom six which again like he was a second round pick pick. and i guess yes i'd love to have more from him but again who knows like he could end up being and i i'm just using his name as an example an alex kerfoot type who can play in the top six but is very well suited for the bottom six too in the way that uh in the way that the Leafs at least play. Again, I'm I think he's playing first line or second line for Finland. So I am interested to see what he looks like as well. I was looking at practice lines and I guess he was switched because he usually plays left or center. Right. Um he's been placed he was the top line center in practice. There we go. Not bad. Um also a note apparently the tournament will be at 50% capacity. Um, double AHF said it was a big blow, apparently. At least yeah. it's happening and you have fans. Uh, it's in Alberta, right? Yeah, I'm surprised. It's the second time, down. I'm surprised they went down to 50% in Alberta. Uh, Alberta, don't we love you? Love hate relationship. Just be safe, Alberta. I know that the restrictions are not as you know severe in Ontario. Man, we really ripped Doug Ford, rightfully so. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know the culture of Edmonton, but I you got to think some of them are kind of like, how are we handling it here? And it just I, I, seems like yeah. we're not. I mean, I don't know about as many people in Edmonton or in Alberta. I just know the people that I do know are not in exactly thrilled with the way their premier has handled it. I'm not thrilled about something else with the Oilers, and that's some of their media. <laughs> you know why? I'm not going to name them. Welcome to the club. But a member of the media said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, he doesn't see the Oilers being in on Chicker, and I think Elliot Freeman has started to say the same, but the reason that this reporter said so was that he looked, they had Downer Nurse, okay, fine, pretty good player, and the leadership ability of Duncan Keith, along with prospects like Philip Broberg and etc. This is what I said on Twitter. First off, who cares about the prospects? Are any of them going to be as good as Jacob Chickering? No. Maybe second Philip off. Uh, okay. No. But Evan Bouchard, for Oilers no. fans who are going to start saying that Philip Boberg is so great, 
I remember at the rookie tournament when everyone was losing their minds about him. So Oilers fans, before you start going off about Philip Broberg, remember that you were in such a state you complained about a rookie tournament performance, which means nothing. Anyway, it's Jacob Chickering. My second argument is, I'm like ignore Duncan Keith. You want to keep Duncan Keith? Go ahead. The argument is, okay, get Chickering, and your left side is a murderer's row of Nurse, Chickering, and Duncan Keith in the third pair role, which is pretty decent. Like, you know what I mean? Like Chickering is so good. I had him on my Olympic team. Like, who cares? Like. Do Tampa Bay and just have a wicked left side. Who cares who your bums on the right side are? Move some of that money out and get a real bottom six. I I just, I, even with Duncan Keith, I don't see the appeal. Oh. Like he's. I just checked, and I know it's plus minus, but like the way this team is supposed to play, he's minus four. He's also not a great person. But it, don't even get me. started. If we talk about his leadership, he's not okay. On, on ice aside, like don't even get me started on that. Like it's just uh, yes, they should go after Jacob Chickering. Like it's ridiculous. Like I don't think it's necessarily the best fit for him, but for the team because they need defensemen who actually play play defense. But to use the argument that well, I mean, we got Duncan Keith. No, no, that's not it. I think he's getting a lot more minutes for what he should be getting at this age. You know, I know that like he's still a mobile guy, but you know, we've had examples of, you know, Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza where they were placed on, you know, different roles now. And I think they worked out pretty well. And Duncan Keith, I, I don't know. It's just, it's funny when we talk about it, it's like, it should be this way, or, you know, this is, this is something that we should do, but, it can always go back to that same argument. Like, well, I don't understand. I don't understand his leadership X factor. I don't understand <laughs> what they're trying to do with that, but I don't know. Like Jason Spezza, I consider him a leader, but you know, he, he doesn't have to play in the top six. He's really good in his role. And he's, you know, he's got a bit of step and I believe that he's a genuine person. And yeah. Not even a comparison with Spezza. Just, no, I'm sorry. I'm oh. going to go. Oh, no. I was guessing like, so I, I just pulled up their time on ice. So he has the third most, uh, sorry, fourth most behind Cody Cece, Evan Bouchard, and Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse has the lead by four minutes. Yeah, makes sense. What, he what has is it? 20, he aver- he's averaging 26 minutes and 24 seconds a game. That sounds right. How on earth is he going to keep that up? Um, he will until the playoffs and then he'll be really tired. And then they're going to be stuck in the same situation they were last year where Mike Smith got tired, tired because he was carrying the workload. And unfortunately he didn't play his best. Neither did the team, but I just, I don't know if giving Duncan Keith more time fixes that. Um, are you looking at that at NHL.com by the way? On hockey reference. Can you get up Thomas Shabbat's average ice time, please? I'm just curious about that. Yeah. Um, and then in the meantime. How many minutes did he play last game? Oh, yeah, like 35, right? Uh-huh. Like a, a little has, over he, has he ever beaten his 2017 World Junior 40 minutes? I oh, wonder? my gosh. That was insane. He hey, played- and you know, I just realized. Remember mm-hmm. who his coach was? 
It was Dominic Ducharme. Oh remember my the goodness. playoffs how Dom Ducharme didn't play his third pairing? The guy just he loves writing his big defenseman, I'll tell you. Okay, oh, so I hate him. He's a bad coach. Thomas Shabbat this season is averaging twenty seven minutes and twenty <laughs> seconds. I, I but and that's crazy, right? That's ridiculous. Insane. Do you want to hear his last three ice times? Please. Average ice time since his rookie season? Please. So last year he averaged 26 minutes, 17 seconds in Nuts. 49 games. Yeah. Um, the year before that, he averaged 26 minutes in 71 games. Jesus Christ. Which that's the COVID shortened year. Yeah. Good. The year before that, he averaged 24 minutes and 17 seconds in 70 games. And that was his second full NHL season. He has really earned that $8 million contract. He's a little underpaid, ain't he? So there's no minutes left for Eric Branstrom? No. Oh, Daniel, how could you? No, there's not. All right. Um, gentlemen, to finish off here, we're going to do two different awards. We're going to do this quickly. We're not going to each go through and be like, I think uh, I think that, uh, that Craig Smith should win yeah. the Hart Trophy because. But we'll go through here quickly. Alex, no honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Putting a quiz together. Can we stick with the 10 things and not do any trick questions? I'm not going to get over that, Daniel. I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> anyway, um, who, is, who are uh, your guys' GMs of the year? Alex. Uh, I'm sticking with my original answer, Julian Breezebaugh. Fair. Go look at the t- standings. Mm-hmm. Alex. I just went. I met Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird to say Cal Dubis? Yes. Uh, That's not allowed. I not mean, allowed? His I team is 28 you. and 2, so no. I forbid you. I just, I don't know. I've been loving the moves. Everything I've just been talking about with him is just from the offseason until now. It's just, you know, the the low risk, high reward has really been there. Like we've, we've mentioned Rick, Nick Ritchie in the offseason, but like, I just knew it. I knew it. Andre Kasha was going to make a comeback. And like David camp was going to, he's such a dubious signing that I'm like, it has to work. There's no way it, it cannot work. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, mine is Kelly McCrimmon because the man was mad enough to go get Jack Eichel. His team's been, Butchered to start, and they're still. I I had to double check the standings here. They are a top of the Pacific Division. I just respect a GM who can just go out and get nuts, and I like what Vegas are doing. Um, even if I wanted Jack Eichel, uh, we won't bother with the Lady Bing, the Selkie Trophy. I'm not for the first time. I'm not gonna go Pat Bergeron. I'm going Phil Deneau. So am I. So. Even though the Kings have been quite mediocre, but. Phil Deneau was my Selkie Trophy one. You said the same, Alex? Yeah, he's mine too. I think you go look at go look at LA. They might be struggling overall, but go look at some of the players. Daniel, who was your Selkie Trophy winner? Oh man. Um I wanted to say Alex Barkoff. Then you said last year, so go ahead. I did. And I think I'm gonna stay with that one. Because I don't know, he just—he's a guy that he even at his age, like he's twenty-six, probably turning twenty-seven, and I think he's just someone that just keeps getting better at all aspects of the game. Like he's so complete. 
You know, he's yeah. We we may think he's the closest thing to a perfect hockey player today. Uh, Jack like, Adams. I feel like coach- we don't. Sorry, I feel like we just don't see the ceiling yet. Um, Baumgartner is going to listen to that and go, oh, so so good. Um, Jack Adams, my coach of the year. Uh, it's not very difficult. I'm actually repeating. I didn't say him last year. I'm pretty sure, but Rod Brindamore because they lost Dougie. And it didn't matter. And they are just rocking along the uh, the Metro Division with Carolina. It's Rob the Bob for me. Um, I'm going with John Cooper. He lost his entire third line. He is missing Nikita Kucherov again, um, as well as Braden Point. I'm gonna, and he deserves it, man. This I don't know how he doesn't have one. And Tampa are I am- first in the league. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dallas Aikens. No bias here, but I really kind of feel that, you know, when we contrast what he did the last two years compared to now, where I said that it's a, it's a matter of time before he gets the most out of the young guys that the ducks have been stockpiling, then like things are going to go well. And not even just the young, young guys, like the emergence of Troy Terry and putting him in the right situations has been big. Okay. Question. Where was that last year? Or is it Troy Terry turned into a top like 15 player in the league all of a sudden? And Zegras I think he, he was already they, there. They like got, got two top line players. The likes they haven't had since peak Gretzky, uh, not Gretzky, Getzlav and Perry. I think it's Troy Terry. He was already good defensively. Like everyone was talking about how he was a solid back checker, but it's just that, that NCAA shot, it just had to translate properly to the NHL. Okay. Uh, Calder. Uh, Alex, you're muted. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I muted myself. Um, It was a toss-up between Cider and uh, Raymond, but I went with Lucas Raymond. Daniel, I know who you're going to say, but go ahead anyway. I was going to go with Brett Senny. No. Um... <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think he's qualified. He's already played 34 games, I think, with the Devils. So yeah. it's not Alex Steves. So, um, you know, I'm going to go Trevor Zegers. You know, I'm, it's fine. You know, I'm, I was, I'm the happiest when I say it. Trevor Zegers. Um, no, I'm, I was going to go with Zegers, too. I mean, the, the guy has, like, the goal of the year, and he assisted on it. <laughs> like, not, not thinking. Um, Vezina Trophy winner. Uh, right now, I think he this guy is dragging his team probably a little higher than they should be. Uh, my my Vezina Trophy winner is Yeager Shesterkin. He is so good right now. Freddie Anderson fell off a bit, but yeah. yeah but honorable no, mention to Jack Gamble. I, I also picked Igor Shesterkin just because, and I think Rangers fans would admit this, I don't think their defense is their strongest, uh, as, as strong as they'd like it to be. Um so uh, I'm going to go with Igor Shosturkin. I'm going to go with him too because I gave so much I gave so much criticism to the Rangers where I didn't think they were developing all the aspects of it properly. They're getting there. They're just not there yet. But, you know, other than you think about that top pairing of Orion Lindgren and Adam Fox, like I don't think that Shosturkin gets the same type of support for most of the game. So I have to go with him as well. Fair enough. Okay, uh, now we go to the Norris Trophy winner. Ben Chirot is mine. Go ahead. Um, I, 
am going with Adam Fox again. I looked at, you know, what he that he is this he is the best defenseman on that team by probably miles. Um he's tied, I think, for the most points with Victor Hedman. He is and 31. I, right, 31. And I, I just think he deserves it again. He's played very well so far this year on a on that Rangers team. Yeah. Hello. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Kale McCarr. I know he's missed a few games, but yeah. I just felt like, for me personally, I thought he won it last year. Oh, same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to just go with Kale McCarr. I know that there's been a few of an injury scare there, but I think he's going to finish strong. So I obviously am not actually going for Ben Chirot. Um, You guys know how much I love Kale McCarr. I think he's the best skater in the league. He has... He has 13 goals. He's on pace for like 40. It's insane how good he's been. Um, and I also look at how injury plagued the abs were to start, and he's still been that good. I think he got robbed of it last year. I think he should have been in his rookie year. He should have won it, but I think he should have been up there. Um, honorable mention, though, to Roman Yossi, who is destroying the league right now, but he'll still never be the captain that Shea Weber was for Nashville. Um, and finally, we don't call it the Hart Trophy. It is the 201 Podcast Award of Excellence and um, Prestige, I think I call it. It changes every day. Um, but calling it MVP something else kind of sounded bad, so I kind of changed it. Um Listen, Alex Ovechkin's my MVP. I don't need to explain why, but he's my MVP. Um, wait, so are we doing both at the same time? Both what? Oh, the Fulton Reed and MVP. Oh yeah, the Fulton Reed. You just said it, or did you? Oh, oh, we missed the Fulton Reed one. Okay, so Norris Trophy winner. I forgot we do it differently. The Norris Trophy to us on the show is just offensive defenseman. The Fulton Reed is best defensive defenseman. Um, I will give mine to Joel Edmondson for defending Fix You for the Habs. Uh, Continue, fellas. I completely forgot about the Fulton Reed. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Victor Hedman from the games I've watched of Tampa Bay this year. I think he is – to me, he's looked – he. You know, last year, obviously, I, I don't know if he looked his best. Yeah, like he's healthy, I, I think, is the biggest thing. Like, obviously, we knew from about, I want to say, Mar- early March, CJ reported that he was going to need surgery eventually. Uh, obviously, they, again, went on an extremely long playoff run, and I believe he got the surgery. So he's back healthy, and he's looked better than ever. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with Thomas Shabbat. Because he is playing like crazy, and he's still somehow on that team a plus four. I I don't know his advanced numbers, but I'd like to to look at his advanced defensive numbers. Um, and obviously not really Joel Edmondson, my defensive guy. I, because I forgot about the Fulton Reed, I haven't looked at the statistically best defensive defenseman in the league, but it's probably Jacob Slavin. So I'm gonna give it to Jacob Slavin. Whoops, or or Devin Taves, probably. He's also wicked good. Um, he's missed half the season, I think. Yeah, but he's been, yeah, but when he's been playing, yeah, it's been like a record with Taves in the lineup has been ridiculously good. Uh, and MVP again, um, on their prestige. Um, yeah, I, I'm going Ovechkin. You too. Um, I have McDavid. Um, they the Oilers have scored 101 goals this year. 
and he has 49 points, mm-hmm. which is almost 50%. He has contributed to almost 50% of the Oilers' goals. Mm-hmm. Daniel. Is it worth to say Nazem Kadri? <laughs> yes. You know what? I don't think he's like fifth in scoring. He has yeah. been so good. Think of where the abs would be if they started the year with him and McKinnon out. He, ha- I think that's a good shout, Daniel. He has been another world of play this year. Yeah, like, okay, like I'm not saying it's comparables. But remember when like the argument was like, oh, Drysaitel won it because remember McDavid missed a few games. Yes. I'm like, this is on a whole different level. That McKinnon and a lot of Avs players have missed time, and Kadri is still being so consistent for the team. He should get votes by the end of the year. I think that's that's fair. Okay, the Christmas awards or Christmas MVP for the Leafs and the Habs, uh, fellows, go ahead. Um, I, I, let's do Leafs first because I don't imagine it's very difficult to pick up Montreal's. Uh, my MVP for the Leafs is Jack Campbell. It, he's really good. Forget scoring goals. Like Jack Campbell is, yeah. he's a, statistically, I think he's the best goalie in the league right now. Uh, is that still? I know that was true. A, I a could few check. weeks ago. I'm not. Him sure or Shesterkin when it comes to goal saved above average. I'm pretty sure it's those two right now. But well, either way, Jack Campbell is also my MVP. Uh, I mean, pretty much for what you said. I just want to throw in Andre Kasha in there as well, just because he's looked. You know who has the same side. Has the same safe percentage right now, and they're technically leading the league. If you say Jordan uh, Sparks, I'm just gonna wait, quit. Wait. It's James Reimer oh, okay. and Jack Campbell. Reimer's been really good this year. Thank God it no, wasn't Garrett Sparks. I was about to say, he played the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. for LA. Okay. Daniel, your MVP for the Leafs. I mean, it's Jack Campbell. Like he's been the only constant on that team right now. The way things have been going. Matthews has 20 goals and not another set him. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Uh, I thought Stan Campbell was going to be a bit wild. Okay, from an embarrassment of riches and choosings and all that, we go to the Habs. Who are your guys' Habs MVP this year? Go ahead. Daniel, go first. Um, hold on. I, I just I know a guy that I was going to pick, but I didn't check to see if he was actually injured this whole year. Just say it. I can probably tell you. Um. I was going to say Jake Evans. You know what? That was also my... I was going to say that too. <laughs> do we all have Jake Evans? I, I I know. I do not have Jake Evans as the MVP. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we do have his he's, MVP. he's like a fine bottom six centerman, but like... Why do you have Jake Evans? Like, great. Like so I think, many guys. Okay, so this is why. Okay, so like, you know, from growing up with the pains of the Leafs and the Raptors... And not really knowing what the direction of the team is going to be, or you know, a lot of a lot of losses, right? You deal with you always you always go for the heart and soul guy. Okay. That that wasn't my reasoning. My reasoning was I, I just think there's a lot of guys who have had disappointing seasons. Like I, I mean, my if I look at the roster without looking at the stats, you look at Suzuki, Gallagher, uh, Petrie. But the thing is, there's injuries. They just haven't played well. I, I, I mean, I could give it to Caulfield. It's just they've yo-yoed him. I just and Suzuki all like yes, Nick Suzuki's points wise. I just think he's been. I think they've the team has overwhelmed him a little bit since Deneau left, and they kind of threw him out to dry a little bit, in my opinion. 
I, I said Jake Allen. I'm like, I didn't think it was even close. He's the only reason they won any game. Was like, Mambo does have a win. Like, Primo had one for him. Primo's played two games. Like, Allen is like, le- I was, I almost said Malton because he fired Bergeron. <laughs> can, but- we, can we give it to Jeff Gordon? Like, just. No, because he hasn't done anything yet. <sighs> I know. My so close that- second was Kale Clegg. Who has been <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I honestly, you could say Sharat because he's gonna get a great return, but no, mine's yeah. <laughs> it's Allen, and it's not even close. Like not even close. Um, I, Daniel, I'm also a little upset. You mentioned Heart and Soul, and you mentioned Evan. I like Evan. I like Jake Evans, but you mentioned Evans before Gallagher. I know. I'm sorry. It just I have a soft spot for Jake Evans. Oh yeah, he's a great story, and you know. Also, a friend of mine went to high school with him, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't. No, I was gonna say not Mike because he would never shut up about it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's everything. I think we're not recording this weekend, so next week will be our next show. Because you may have heard it's Christmas. I I know you you normally you say Happy Holidays, right? But I feel like if it's it's the twenty second today, right? Is mm. it okay? It just because because Hanukkah's passed, right? I think so. Yeah. I think when so, is yeah. Kwanzaa? You know, I'm wondering, like, should you like? Are you is it appropriate to just say Merry Christmas if it's like Christmas is what's left, or do you still say Happy Holiday? Like, like, I'm not trying to be ignorant. I'm legitimately curious. Like, when can you say that? Because to the listeners, we oh. hope you have a Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate. I so guess. I just checked. Um, yeah, Kwanzaa, according to Google, starts on the 26th of December, and it's okay. until January 1st, 2022. Well, then we can say happy holidays, include Kwanzaa, New Year, Boxing Day, all that kind of stuff together. Then, um, to the kids, to the kids out there, um, be good to your parents, or Sam's gonna come with some, some like coal, or maybe worse, Ryan Reeves will come. Oh, oh my god, just a loser, Give me or a maybe stern talking to even worse, your parents may get you tickets to a coyote game. You don't want that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 if you're bad, you get to sit with Gary Bettman for an hour. If you guys have a conversation with Gary Batman about the positives of the hard cap, not Twitter or none. Anyway, we hope you have a great time and all that. Uh, whatever you celebrate, we hope that it's fantastic or what you celebrated in the past this month has been great for you. Um, you can celebrate Christmas and like play the music now because we're not in November, you maniacs who do. I don't want to hear have a grumble Christmas time in November, you maniacs. Um... I don't know. I think that's everything. Um, I will be protesting that test result with the FIA. Um, You're going to protest it with Daniel. I'm going to... Well, no, because I have to go above Daniel now. No, no, so you can't. I'm, it's the no. governing body of the pod. I'm going to I'm gonna message voice ad. I'm going to message voice ad and say that this is a technicality and against the regulations. And, and then because. Because if, if it's like, well, technically, if we're by FIA rules, we apply. Race control, who work for the FIA, made the decision, so we're going to appeal it to the FIA. So, Daniel, <laughs> you will be receiving my email by the end of the week. Um, naturally, you will not respond because of the holidays, and you will not probably get back to me until the middle of January because people don't know how the holidays actually work. Um, and that's everything, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, happy holidays, everyone. And uh, next time we speak, maybe there's going to be hockey. Who knows? We're probably just going to talk about the World Juniors. Um, Okay. Thanks, guys.